have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Okay, welcome to The Gentleman Podcast. Um, I am Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left of the uncanny Glenn Stansberry. And I use the term uncanny, Glenn, because I actually, um, you know, I was thinking about some some way to describe you. Um, And the dictionary... (laughs) Dictionary actually just, uh, it says that uh, uncanny, uh, the definition of uncanny mm-hmm. is strange or mysterious. Duh, yeah. Especially in an unsettling way. Well, that's, so, yeah, my, I'm just, yeah, that's pretty appropriate. Yeah, I, so I, that's the one I chose for this week. Um, like I said, welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. Uh, I, I, yeah, we are the creators of a site called gentleman.com. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've never been, uh, I don't know why you'd be listening to our podcast, but yep. we're very honored. Because, Hi, Mom. Yeah, because... <laughs> so your mom's never been to the site. No. Now, what is that again, son? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you've never been to Gentleman.com, if you have been to Gentleman.com, you need to go back right yep. now. Yep. Visit the site, please, many times. And click lots of things on the site as well. <laughs> as many as you can. In shameless plug. Yeah. Okay. So moving on. Uh, so as always, we're going to start out with the uh, the drink of the week. Drink of the week. Uh, and this one, this this drink. How do we? Uh, how do we? How I'm think. I'm just going to go with some word association here. Okay. Um, okay. Baseball. Yeah. Uh, Mickey Mantle. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I guess that's part of baseball. Because, yeah. 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 Um, the Model T. The Model T. You know. Uh, boy, what, what typewriters? Else? Typewriters, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, obviously, I think probably everybody that's listening to this knows where we're going. With apple this. pie, apple pie. You know, <laughs> it's a little beer called Simpler Times. Simpler Times. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, actually probably most people have never heard of this beer because I, I, I had never heard of it. The, I've never tasted it, so I'm, I'm okay. Really... So you have t- I have tasted it because um, as soon as I saw it, I had to get it. But mm-hmm. you can pick this up at. We picked it up locally at a Trader Joe's. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, when I saw it, I thought it was like a Trader Joe's brand, like fake beer. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah, like their knockoff. Yeah, like a knockoff. Yeah. Like you know, mm-hmm. I assume that that's what it was. But it turns out that I actually like looked this up. Um, and this was originally made by the Joseph Huber Brewing Company that was founded in 1845 in Monroe, Wisconsin. And it also said it's the uh, the oldest continually operating brewery in the Midwest and the second wow. the second oldest in the United States. Wow! So it's actually a legit. I don't know who's brewing it now. <laughs> they must be like in somebody's basement that started. I, uh, I'm not really sure. I can't really speak to that. But I, I think the company had been sold several times and. It's gotten away from the simpler times. Probably. So, is where we're getting at with that. So, wow. Um, so it's going to taste like 1845. It, it's gonna, yeah, it's going to take us back to 1845. So that would predate all the things we just said. Yeah, I was going to say Mickey Mantle. <laughs> yeah, like, what? Uh, 60, uh, 70 years later? Yeah. yeah. No. So, uh, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Model T. Yeah. So, so maybe maybe like uh, horse-drawn carriages. Yeah. Uh, you said 1840? <laughs> 18... Gosh. 1854? 1845. 1845. Uh, so... Um, uh, working, a, like, long hours in a uh, yeah. uh, assembly line at a right. really dirty plant. 
That's, that's you know, like industrial <laughs> age. That's even before that because that yeah, was like the turn of the, the century. Uh, I don't know what was going on in 1845. Revo- French, the French Revolution. Okay, that's around there. Me? One of them. They had a bunch. I don't know, oh yeah. Well, I was gonna say which one. <laughs> it's like three, right? Yeah, and there's there's like still one going on today. I think so. probably. I don't know. Yeah. The fashion revolution. Yeah. Well, you know, that's an ongoing revolution <laughs> all over the world. Viva. <laughs> We've gotten slightly off topic here. Let's crack into this beer. Yeah, let's do okay. it. Okay. All right. <laughs> ah. Cheers, Cheers. Brian. Oh, well, foamy. Mm. Take a... <laughs> very fruity. Very fruity. Very sweet. Very yet, sweet. Yet simple. Very sweet and simple. Ooh, that's got an aftertaste. <laughs> Woo. It's got a heck of an aftertaste. <laughs> Man. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Uh, maybe that was just maybe that was just the first impression. Let me try this yeah. again. You gotta acclimate yourself mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. It's like uh, when you drive to, into the Rockies and go out and try to run five miles. You gotta, you know, gradually. It's a, it's got a little bit of a. It's a, mm. the aftertaste is a little. Woo. You know what? The second drink was worse, right? <laughs> well, know. you know what? Only four more to go after yeah, these. Exactly. Two. It's you know, it's 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 a good beer. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. yep, it's good. It's simple. We're not trying to. Yeah, it's very simple. No, nope, thank you, Trader Joe. No, thank you, uh, Mon- Monroe, Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, the Joseph Hubner yes. Huber, Huber Brewing Company. Yeah. Yes. Um, one good thing about this alcohol though is it is six point two percent alcohol. <laughs> just just one good thing, Brian. So, <laughs> and oh no, there's two. There's two good things about it, and it's three dollars for a six pack. That's that at Trader Joe's. So if you're like. It, yeah, if you went to a normal liquor store, it might be like a dollar fifty mm-hmm. for a six pack. <laughs> right, it probably should be a dollar fifty. No comment. <laughs> that would make this beer what twenty uh, five cents? Uh, I don't know, thirty cents. We're yeah. getting off topic. We are getting off topic. Okay, so let's. That's the drink of the week. Is simpler times. If you can find it at your local Trader Joe's or other store, uh, maybe buy it. I don't yeah, know. Um, it depends on your taste in beer. You know, it's kind of one of those beers that, like, if you were, uh, like, really, like, you're, it's the summertime, and you're, like, yeah. in the Sahara yeah. Desert, and you've been walking for miles in the heat of the day. And- yeah, like, if I was not able to have beer for, like, a year, and somebody was like, you know, would you like a Simpler Times? I'd be like, <laughs> oh, thank you. Yes, this is amazing. You know, I don't know what pe- this doesn't this doesn't taste like cat pee. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what no resemblance. about. No resemblance at all. I don't know what... Mm. I don't know where I don't know where you're going with that, Glenn, because nope. I, I don't think that in any way no, shape, or form. It doesn't taste like cat beer. Absolutely not. Okay, so let's let's move on then. Yeah, please. Now that we've covered the simpler yes. times. Um, and we're gonna move on mm. to uh, interesting posts to gentlemen over the last week or <clears throat> so. So some yeah. of these have actually are probably like a month old, but these links never get old. They're timeless. Timeless, just like simpler times. Just like simpler times. These links just are... Just like the aftertaste of simpler times. 100% solid gold. <laughs> uh, certified. Uh, certified. Okay, so we're going to start out with a uh, post that the our good friend Zamoose posted. Um, and this is Dave Barry's Manliness Manifesto. Yes. Um, Dave Barry is a writer for... Well, he's he's been a, a lot of different places, I think, but... I didn't know anything about this before. I mean, I didn't know really. Him. Yeah, I didn't know anything about Dave Barry before. I, he, Dave's he he's written a uh, where he he had like a syndicated column in a major newspaper. Gosh, this sounds really bad now that I don't know what I'm talking about. Which wouldn't be anything new for anybody who's been listening uh, for a while now. But yeah, Dave Dave is. It looks is, like this was originally published in a book that he wrote. Yeah, called he, uh, "You Can Date Boys When You're 40, 
uh, Dave Barry on parenting and other topics he knows very <laughs> little about. Yeah, so Dave Dave writes basically everything, you know, uh, in uh, gosh, I'm still on the <clears throat> simpler times after tasting the, the very tongue in cheek. Yeah, tongue in cheek. There yeah, we go. It's very yeah. So I actually um, Dave Barry. Uh, he he wrote he's written a, a, a few books I think but the one that I had seen before is a twenty five things I've learned in fifty years and he just has a lot of like funny little quotes he's kind of like a modern Mark Twain yeah that's kind of oh, what okay. I would like that's like everything good, yeah. he, everything he writes there's about like fifty quotes in each article or something you can pull mm-hmm. out and anyway but yeah. um uh so yeah this is uh so the basic idea of this uh this little excerpt um is. Uh, he talks. He starts out talking about how how we have it so easy these days. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and this actually fits really well with kind of the the point of our site, right? Which is, uh, you know, Glenn and I have been talking a lot about gentlemen and what the, you know, kind of what the vibe is about it. And uh, you know, one of the main things that we talk about is like you know Renaissance man kind of deal, mm-hmm. like where you know instead of you know uh, you know paying somebody to to rebuild a, a bar in your house you right. you, you go do it yourself and, right you know stuff like that so uh, he starts off talking about how you know it used to like a century ago it took a week to get to new york from, or get to new york from california and, right. just, and now it takes six hours and you know just <laughs> right he talks about how laguardia is italian for what no taking off or never taking off <laughs> you will yeah italian for you will never actually take off um <laughs> so he starts out by saying saying that how convenient everything is and then he gets into like okay well so here's some things that Every man needs to know how to do. Uh, still having some problems, having some technical difficulties with the uh, simpler times. <laughs> um, but so he starts out, and then he talks about you know uh, a few things that every man should know how to do: how to grill a steak, uh, what to do if you get trapped out in the wilderness mm-hmm. um, at night, <laughs> uh, you know what, how to jump your car if the battery is dead. You know, very simple things that every man should know. My favorite from this is where <laughs> he starts the how to survive if you're lost in the forest and night is falling. And he like talks about not panicking, and you know, but there could be animals that are dangerous. Just so you know, and then like wolverines. Right. Uh, and by the way, wolverines <laughs> have a reputation for ferocity and strength out of proportion to its size. <laughs> the documented ability to kill prey many times larger than itself. But don't worry. Um, you right. Know, so uh, very a really good kind of humorous take on something that's kind of serious, though. Like you right. know. Uh, if I got lost out in the middle of nowhere and it was night falling, I would have no idea. Yeah, you know what to do. I- imagine if you were in, it was nighttime, you're out in the middle of nowhere, and your phone was dead. Yeah, exactly. Hosed. Yeah, right. right? My phone died today when I was like driving back from you know someplace, and uh, the first thing I thought was like, oh my gosh, my phone. <laughs> what if my phone dies and I get in a wreck or something? I'm not going to be able to call anybody. Yeah, and then you're like, God. Everybody, every day, every time they drove, used to drive around without a phone. Yeah. Without a phone. Yeah. So. Yeah, I had the same thought, and then I think, oh, yeah, I haven't gotten a wreck in, like, ten years. Yeah. And that one wasn't even my fault. Yeah, exactly. And there are other people there. Yeah. Who had phones. So, anyway. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, really good article. Um, brings up some interesting, serious points, though. Yeah, that's what's great about Dave Barry, yeah. is that he'll do that, and then it'll just be completely, you know... Yeah, crazy. You know, right? Um, one of the, one of the, going back to the twenty five things I learned in fifty years. I was trying to find this earlier, but um, oh, this is a quote that uh, that I love. That hold on a second here. Uh, well, okay. There's there's many, but but one one that's great is there is a very fine line between hobby and mental illness. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's good. You know, 
lot, lots of good stuff like that. Dave yeah. Barry stuff is great. Um, okay. So um, okay. So the next uh, the next post we have, uh, and this is posted by Razorback, I, the one and only, a legendary gentleman, um, user poster, awesome guy. Um, and this one's inside the Army's spectacular hidden treasure room, which is just, it seems almost fake. Like, this couldn't really actually exist. You know uh, what I mean? I, immediately, I thought of National Treasure, Nick Cage, you know, like... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't think about that at all, but... Yes, yeah. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. I'm going to kidnap the President of the United States. President, you have brought honor to your country and your family. The general idea of this one is that the army really actually does have a big room somewhere that's like filled with rows and rows and rows of like crazy um, memorabilia, historical items. Um, And I don't even understand how did they get access to this? Like this, like the 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 site. um, It actually this links to a a BuzzFeed. story about this and there's just there's a ton of pictures and video uh, of the place but it seems like this should be like top secret or something you know what I mean like how did they get access to like shoot all this video and stuff like that it looks yeah they don't they don't ever cite anything like I mean they basically just show pictures and video of it but yeah it is a lot like uh, imagine if the Indian of National Treasure happened and then they boxed everything up yeah and then put it in a building in Virginia I think that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, um, you know, it's it's all kinds of stuff. Though there's everything from like Civil War era, you know, cannons, uh, rifles. I mean, they have an entire like a priceless gun collection. Mm-hmm. Uh, clothes from yeah, they, they have a picture of Ulysses, Ulysses Grant's uh, Civil War cap. Um, yep. They have Hitler's watercolors. Yeah, Hitler's artwork that he, that he painted. You know, I mean, um, lots of different paintings. Norman Rockwell original paintings, which apparently are worth millions of dollars. Um, and then they have an entire collection yeah. of art that is created by soldiers. Um, and oftentimes, um, it's really interesting. It's, yeah, it's very. It's like from a soldier's perspective on some of the things that they've experienced, um, and some some really interesting artwork that you know I've never seen before. But um, pretty incredible stuff. Yeah, and it's not it's not all like from the looks of it, it doesn't look like it's all pro No you know American the US, you know. The the one with the uh you know that's on the on the gentleman tack page. Yeah. Uh, with the mm-hmm. the guy standing in kind of a, a, a blown apart forest. Um mm-hmm. it's just really pretty visually striking. It's just um pretty moving stuff, actually. Yeah. Um kinda just makes you, you know, have a lot of respect for the, the people that live through that and and you know all the stuff that they've mm-hmm. got to kind of witness firsthand, um, but yeah. Uh, and so I guess they're, the point of the whole thing um, is that they're 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 wanting to raise money um, for to open the museum to the public. Um, so they want to take all these things and raise. I think it says one hundred seventy-five million dollars. Um, and they could, if they if they raise that, it could open in twenty eighteen to the public. Wow! And right now it's closed to the public. It's just off in kind of a nondescript building, um, but they want to share this this you know this stuff with you know the the public. So so maybe I guess that's probably the point of the, the of letting them in there is yeah. that they probably want to get the word out that they want to raise money to um to get this opened up. It looks like they've already got seventy six, only a hundred, yeah, well, ninety nine million to go, ninety nine, only ninety nine million. They need to, oh dude, they need to start a Kickstarter. Yeah, <laughs> has no one told them about this? <laughs> Because people tell us about it, 
uh, Kickstarter all the time. Um, and the best part about this article, I think, well, there's a lot of really good parts about this yeah. article. But the best part is, at the very end, yep. they show the scene from Indiana Jones, where, like, the very last scene where they're taking the, the Ark of the, the Covenant, arc, yeah. and they're filing it away in this huge warehouse, <laughs> which is surprisingly close to how this actually is. Yeah. Um, the, the new one's a little bit more high-tech and yeah, better slightly. organized. But... but the point is, I'm sure. I'm sure if we raise another 99 million for these people, yeah. th- we can see the Ark of the Covenant, right? Yeah, okay. I wouldn't want to look at it. You got to keep your eyes yeah, closed yeah. when they open it. <laughs> Turn to dust. Yeah, exactly. They melt. Remember? <laughs> yeah. You know? okay. Oh, the melting. Yeah, yeah I'm getting melt. the Indiana Jones movies confused. No, no, no. You, you melt. If you, so you got to keep the. Yeah. If they've got an Ark of the Covenant, I am not going. <laughs> Maybe that's no. what they haven't advertised. Wait. Well, that that could be. So the next one that we're going to talk about here is actually also posted by Razorback. And this is not a surprise because Razorback posts a lot of great stuff every Razor, day. Razorback has been killing it. Yeah, he's been killing it lately. Um, and this is another one of his um, his gems. Um, this is a cello duo covering ACDC's Thunderstruck. Um, right. So the general gist of this is that it's the, the scene is like, you know, they set it up like it's a classical... Baroque. Yeah, Baroque concert... Very serious, very, like, full costume of the era, full, like, in an opera house. They, like, calmly walk out, and they, like, slowly kind of get the thing going, and then, like, the intro guitar part kicks in, um, and then it just goes crazy. Point distortion is turned on the yeah. cellos. <laughs> so what, what I, this was a good one. I, I kind of went back and forth on this one because <laughs> at some point there's like distortion and they're doing extra stuff. There, I could hear other things going on in there. That's true, but these guys actually perform live. So I actually, after seeing this, I was like, oh, I gotta check it. So yeah, simpler times getting to you, isn't it, buddy? Woo! Uh, um, yeah, some more complex times now. <laughs> it's complex. <laughs> Things have gotten less simple. <laughs> um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Okay, so the two cello guys. They're actually like this big performance. I, I didn't read any background on them. Um, I want to say they may be British, but um, I'm not quite sure. But like Elton John, they have like, you know, 
Elton John raves about these guys, oh, and really? I watch them. Li- the live shows are awesome. They have like pyrotechnics. So is it is it all stuff like this? Is it like all like yeah? Know, they do lots of covers. Stuff. From what I can tell, they do lots. Of, yeah, like a lot of actually a lot of ACDC. Really, um, but they'll have like a drummer in the background playing, and uh, so they have like a drummer and those two guys. It's it's a little. Uh, at times it feels a little bit much like they're yeah. a little forced but yeah. it's still pretty fun and I like that I, it made me appreciate this video the a little bit more now that I saw some of the other stuff yeah I'd like to check out some of the other stuff this one was pretty good <laughs> but you know it's a little bit it's, it's, it's kind of cheese ball they, they do they have another video that I saw actually where they have uh, Stevie Vai they do Highway to Hell oh. and like a musician's friend music store or something like that oh, or weird. guitar center or something yeah. like that um, that's pretty cool so yeah Okay, so yeah, check that out. Um, I'm sure I've played, I piped in some audio from from it already in the podcast. So yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, go check that out and check out some of the other stuff too. I need to do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna check out some of their other stuff because um, Thunderstruck is not not really my cup of tea as a song. Nah, Thunderstruck's kind of kind of kind of weak for ACDC as far as I'm concerned. But I, I agree. I, I, I'm more I of a Highway to Hell or Jailbreak kind or, of guy. Or um, What's it, is the name of the song Big Balls? Oh, Big Balls. That's, yeah. a, that's a classic, yeah. <clears throat> we're not talking about... We're talking about the dance, like a dance. Right. Like a ballroom dance. Right. Yeah. And that's what the ACDC's talking about. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Everybody wants... Yeah. Yeah. My... my, my he, <laughs> Yeah. I'm not going to quote it. They, I, can't, <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Uh, yeah. There's lots of... I could see how it could be misconstrued, so we probably shouldn't talk about it. But let's—he's just talking about the dances that they hold. They hold. Yeah, AC. it sounds like everybody wanted to go to. Them. Yeah, a lot of people mm-hmm. wanted to go to those. <clears throat> um, right. So anyway, but that's all—that's all in the past. Mm-hmm. That was a uh, good old Bon Scott. Right. And I always fill my ballroom. The event is never small. The social pages say. The biggest balls of all. I've got big balls. I've got big balls. There's such big balls and there's big balls. Okay, so final uh, interesting post, gentlemen, this week is uh, posted by a user named Grim Nugget. I, yes. I'm not, not familiar with his work yet, but I'm hoping to find many more of Looks- his. Looks promising. Very promising. Very promising, I think. Um, st- he, he knocks one out of the park with this one, which we find very useful. Um, you know, this, and it, and very, it actually makes a lot of sense for what we're doing right now, actually. Because uh, uh, this link is beer cocktails that will salvage everyday beers. And what he means by everyday beers, he's being very politically correct in this post. Because yep. everyday beers means... Terrible beers. Terrible, terrible beers. Now, now we're or, not or simple beers. Simple beers. You know, simpler. If you catch what I, simpler. Simpler beers. Right. Of the simpler type. Yeah. So, what the idea behind this is is that mm. you take some cheaper, some less expensive, yes. some <laughs> very effective, cost-effective uh, beers, and you can tr- and you know maybe maybe you're getting sick of you know the key light you got in your fridge or right. you know something else like that that you might be drinking right now. And um, you want you want to turn you want to spice it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, you kick it up a notch. Yep. Uh, well, you can take this post and you can do some great things with your uh, cost-effective beer, like um, the beer garita. The beer garita is a classic. We uh, actually make those quite often. Yeah, we have. What, what's the one we call? What do we what do we call it? The, we don't call it the beer garita. We call it. Oh, uh, we call it uh, juice. Something? Danger juice. Danger juice. But. 
the point is, you, you can you can take your cost-effective beer, your simple beer, uh, and you can make it into a delicious shandy. Yes. Um, with um, your your simple beer, some tequila, and some frozen limeade, and I, we make this drink. It's yep. really good. It actually is really good. It's pretty awesome. Uh, on a summer, like, you know, summer afternoon, man, I, I love this. It's I love that drink. A little sweet, a little tangy. Yeah. The beer garita. Beer garita. It's so good. Uh, let's see here. The, another one that caught my eye was the uh, the Redneck Mother. Okay. Uh, which is uh, Slow Gin and Lone Star, um, which I've never had Lone Star, Brian. I've had Lone Star before. It's we, good. Does it need, it's good, like, by itself? It is. Is yeah, it, is it better is. than simpler times? Uh, it's apples and oranges. Right? <laughs> I'll take an apple. Lone Star is it's a it's a Texas beer. You know, it's a it's uh, maybe I have had a Lone it's, Star. It's very well. Yeah, if we were down in South by Southwest, we might have had some Lone Star uh, down there. Um, maybe it's a good beer. It's fine. It's fine by itself. But, okay. Anyway, so, so it's so it's a uh, it's it's slow gin, right? Okay. Uh, with a ruby red grapefruit juice and ginger beer. So apparently you have to get more ginger beer uh, for a light, refreshing beer cocktail. Okay. My um, yeah. Taste of summer. Okay. I could see I'm that. So, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. We should. We should go back to this uh, this spring. Uh, yeah. And we'll 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 test drive some of these. The beer fashioned. The beer. I was just gonna talk about the beer. Okay. Fashioned go cocktail. ahead. Go so ahead go the, ahead. the final one I want to talk about on this site though that I'm kind of interested in is it's a it's a beer fashioned cocktail. So it's like. Uh, it's an old fashioned. You got some bitters, some orange, some sugar, and some whiskey, and you add some wheat beer to it to kind of smooth it all together, mm-hmm. which sounds really interesting to me. Um, and there's some great Kansas wheat beers yes. that um, I'd like to check out with that. So uh, definitely going to give that a shot. So I will report back. The beer fashioned. I will try the beer fashioned bravely and report my results back to the three people that are listening to this. <laughs> So you can bravely go on and create your own beer fashions if they're good, but I will I will be the first to test them. Yep, I'm looking forward to that, Brian. I am too. I I the blood orange shandy looks pretty tasty. It does. There's there's several good good drink ideas on there. So, um, which is a good time to mention. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening to this, uh, a great place to come over to get the links that we're actually talking about. Yes, is the gentleman blog where we'll have all of yes. the links posted. You can check out other podcasts. You can check out interesting other content, mm-hmm. the Gentleman Blog. I don't know. If you're listening to this and you haven't been there yet, I don't know how you've survived so far in your life because <laughs> it's that riveting, people. It is. That riveting. Yep. It's um, like a it's like a, a Michael Bay movie. Yeah. I mean, helicopters. Yeah. And, in a world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine Yeah, a world without the Gentleman Blog? <laughs> so head over to, to Blog to, Blog.gentleman.com. <laughs> or you can get there from going to gentleman.com. Two easy ways to get to the blog. Um, from the producers who brought you. <laughs> yeah, from Gentleman. The Gentleman blog. Okay, so uh, check that out if you get a chance. Um, do it now. If you're mm-hmm. listening, you got to be in front of a computer if you're listening to this, right? So Maybe. I don't know. It's a mobile world we live in, Brian. That's true. You you know what? You can use your phone and you can go to gentleman.com. You can. Yeah. You can. So do that. Do that for us now. Um, I think it's about time. I think I'm, after we're talking about these cocktails, I think I'm going to have another simpler time. Are you already... Man. <clears throat> All right. I'm trying to steamroll through this, man. Brian and I were just talking a little bit before this show started about how 
Um, in a few a few episodes ago, we had um, a a very exotic drink called soju. Oh yeah, um, yeah yeah yeah. Soju. Soju will never again be on the Gentleman Podcast. It's, it has been banned. Uh, my brother sent that to us straight from South Korea, and we may have to send it straight back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, in a because, different format. In a different format. Right. <laughs> and we received it. Because, wow, you can't... The label didn't have any English, so you have no yeah. idea what you're doing. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> anyway. So, Simpler yeah. Times is, is appropriate because it's, you know, simpler. It is simpler. And and in English. And in English. <laughs> you know, I, that is something about that. It's like, uh, you know, I, I didn't know what I was getting into with that. Oh, we, we both It was an unmarked bottle. Um, My brother didn't really give me any directions other than everybody in South Korea drinks this all day. So we figured, okay. Sure. Sounds good. We can Must be watered down a lot. Exactly. No. No, it is not. No. Um, So it has been banned from Gentleman HQ going forward. That's the only alcoholic drink that's ever been banned from Gentleman HQ. Gotta work hard. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Lots of things go here, but not that. That's right. We do anything for love. Yeah. But we won't do that. So... If anybody comes to your party with some soju in their hands, yep. you tell them to get the heck out of there. You knock it out of their hand. Right. Tell them to come talk to Brian Glenn about it. <laughs> I got some stories for you. Yeah. After that podcast. I almost fell asleep <laughs> while talking. <laughs> okay. We'll move on to a more serious subject. Um, yeah, sorry. I should feel kind of bad. <clears throat> yeah, this Terrible is a bad transition. Segue. Yeah, this is, we were joking around. We were violin or This something. is very... <clears throat> this is actually serious. Uh, yep. So we got to do our gentleman toast of the week, mm-hmm. um, and this is where we toast, uh, a, you know, just an epic um, person from current times, past times, every times. Um, and this week we're gonna do an obvious one, I think, Glenn. Um, mm-hmm. Given, you know, this is kind of a timely thing, um, but Harold Ramis. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you know a guy that you probably before he passed away didn't hear about very much mm-hmm. wasn't in the public eye the last several years but um, recently passed away um, but just had a really really incredible career mm-hmm. um, films that I grew up on love you know still to this day yeah um, so the guy I mean if you don't know his work he was an actor in Ghostbusters and Stripes both of which he also co-wrote he directed and co-wrote um, Caddyshack, a little movie called National Lampoon's Vacation. Wow. Um, and one of my favorites, Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is... Yeah. I didn't know that was one of your favorites. That's a great movie. It is a good movie. Did you watch it this past Groundhog Day? Uh, no, I, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't. But I, I, I've watched it a bunch. I, it's one of the ones I'm surprised I kind of don't own, because I huh. like it a lot. Um, the, thing I, the thing I love about Groundhog Day, and, and I was recently kind of reading more about the film, just... I, you know, I, I knew that Harold Ramis had passed away, and so I was kind of just reading up on his life and kind of what he had done and stuff like that. Um, there was this really good article where they talk about how, um, with Groundhog Day, uh, it was actually written by somebody else. Somebody else had written a script for it, and it was very heavy and very dark, and it was very, like, in-your-face philosophical about, you know, how it's a very deep film. With the, at the heart of it is is that, you know, the guy's basically trying to learn how to live with himself, right. you know? Um, and so... It's a really deep film, and this person had the, the guy that wrote the script originally had envisioned it as this very serious kind of intellectual film, you know. Um, and so he had two offers to do it, and one of them was kind of a lesser-known studio, and they agreed to do it with his vision, or he could do he could let Harold Ramis um, and some big-time studio do it, 
Um, but the, the trade-off would be that it would be Harold Ramos' vision for the film. Um, and it, when you watch the movie, you see it's like, oh, it's a ro- romantic comedy, you know, or something. Kind of slapstick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you, you kind of, it gets distilled down. And I could see how you could kind of just dismiss it based on that. But it's such a good, it's, it's a really deep film, but it's kind of disguised in a very light, very, you know, easily palatable film. I mean, the guy, um, you know, tries to, he, he gets stuck within himself, basically. Yeah. Um, and he has to, you know, he he realizes that he's he, he wants to find love. He wants to be, you know, he wants to be with somebody else. Um, but then he figures out that he's got to kind of complete himself to to get there, you know. Yeah. Um, so I like to think that you know this film is kind of like, um, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, what's the Hitchcock film? I, oh, Vertigo. Vertigo is one oh. of my favorite Hitchcock films. Because it, it, people say that it has a lot of Hitchcock's personality in, kind of built into the story of the film. Interesting. And so I kind of like that. I, I think that, like, that's this is very kind of reflective of the person that Harold Ramis might have been. So. Yeah, when, when you mean, when you list off, you know, a lot of the. Uh, you don't really think of serious when you, when you think of, you know, yeah. National yeah. Lampoons or yeah. Caddyshack or Strike. He, he must have really like working with Bill Murray because yeah. Ghostbusters. Uh, Caddyshack, yep. Stripes, yep, and Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day, yep. So, um, yeah, definitely. Um, Thing is, when so in Ghostbusters, I actually like. <laughs> this is gonna sound terrible because he's dead now, but yeah. I, I really didn't like him as an actor. Like I, oh, I, yeah. I think, and in Stripes, like it was like he wasn't acting, right? Which maybe was the. Maybe that was him. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't. It's like one of those. I see like, what you're saying there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just kind of like the super dry. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing to this guy. Um, yeah, I don't know. No, it definitely comes off very unassuming. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you look at film, like those are classic films. Like Caddyshack is such a classic, and um, I think he, I think he was involved with Animal House. Like the original yeah, Animal he was House. one of the writers, I think, wasn't he? Um, I believe so. And I was reading back. He's got an interesting kind of career because uh, I was reading back and he was like, he graduated from college and he was doing some normal job or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he cold called Playboy magazine, called him up at their offices and said, hey, I'm Harold Ramis. Uh, I need to go to a party. Do you, <laughs> no, oh, no, oh, oh, no, 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 no. oh, okay. Uh, called him up and said, hey, do uh, you guys have any jobs open? And they just happened to have a joke editor job open, <laughs> so he he totally got that. Wow. And he, he he became like the editor. He like a, a, an associate editor of Playboy before he got really wow. famous. So, um, you know, interesting interesting career he's had. I read um, that with, with all the articles that came out with his death that he so he's a Chicago native mm-hmm. and he went to Hollywood. Um, for a while, but eventually moved back to Chicago because he wanted to give back to the community he lived in. Oh, cool! And that, he, and so he he did a lot of stuff from Chicago. Chicago's all over his influences in in just about everything he did. Yeah, um, which is really cool. Like, because yeah. I think he was quoted, and I wish I had this in front of me, but he was quoted as saying something along the lines of like, you know, why would I stay in Hollywood? It's like there's no. He said, you know, he's like I'm from Chicago, and in Hollywood. Nobody's nobody's from Hollywood. You just go right. to Hollywood. Yeah, so there's no like heart there. So he moved back to where he had like the roots and like was inspired and yeah. yeah. That's actually a really good way to describe you know L.A. and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean like you, yeah. you do have that sense there is that no one's really from there. You know they all yeah. come there but they're not really from there. So. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely, definitely. Well, rest in peace. Um, rest in peace, Harold. Yeah, gave us some really, really good uh, comedy. <laughs> I mean, some great '80s comedy. Some great laughs, man. I, I've, you know, just I don't know. It's, it's all those, all those films are fantastic as far as I'm concerned. So, hmm. um, okay. So down, like a sad note, but moving on. We're gonna, gonna move <laughs> on. yeah, bring it up. Um, so the, oh, the next uh, the next subject we're going to talk about uh, is actually a new thing we're going to try this week. Um, That's right. Because previously we've been doing top five lists. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all based on sound scientific facts. Yeah. All of the top five lists, mm-hmm. we're basically able to mine scientific data to mm-hmm. find things like the top five manliness movies. We've scientifically proven it. So we've already like kind of hit the crest of that mountain where we've proven you know all these facts that are like the top five things you know and now yeah. we're starting to say like what, what where do we go from here how do we you know we reach the summit yeah yeah there's nowhere to go but down yeah it's tricky yeah so then maybe you change you know maybe you try something different maybe you try to shake things a up. new perspective exactly so that's what we're doing we're moving back to chicago <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's what we're doing this week we're doing something crazy we're gonna we're gonna talk about the hot button topic of the hot week hot button <laughs> Um, and so this is a little segment where we're going to talk about a really super controversial yep. thing that's going on yep. right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this is mm-hmm. breaking news to us. Yep, to you, it's old news, but it's very yeah. topical right now. Right for us. now, when we're when we're speaking to this microphone, right? This is a topical topic, and let me tell you, this is going to divide some people. Yep, you be, everybody out there better be prepared because this yep. is going to. This is going to go down like a simpler time. <laughs> oh, not no. well. Not well. Not very As well. As I crack open another? Yes. Uh, you're going to need it. I'm going to need one. Um, so this is a very controversial subject. Yeah, and as a matter of fact, you know, a lot of these things that we talk about, Brian and I, um, we, we typically go over... I have, I have no idea what Brian feels about this subject. Yeah. I have an opinion of my own. Yeah. But I'm just gonna we're just gonna lay it on the line here. So basically, Brian and I decided to cover the topic of the issue at hand is that there's a little company called Hover mm-hmm. that has supposedly created Hoover Hoover Hoover. Oh, it's I a German it's company. German uh, Norwegian company. Okay, uh, that has supposedly created a hoverboard. Right. A like. Very, very similar hoverboard to what was in Back to the Future too. Exactly, it's very similar. <sighs> Looks like the pink Mattel. It does. Uh, they have a different mo- They have a couple different models, different colors. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of them actually does resemble very closely the the Back to the Future uh, hoverboard. Now, now, not only do they have the hoverboards, they also have celebrity oh, guests. Hoverboard. <laughs> they also have celebrity guests to to make you believe that this thing is real. Yeah. Um. They've got who Terrell Owens. They got T.O. T.O. They have uh, Tony Hawk. Yeah. They have. As soon as I saw T.O., I was like, "Oh, this yeah, is yeah. real." Yep. Oh. Moby. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Moby. Uh, that's. Oh yeah, that's legit. the legit. Um, yeah. Some other singer songwriter. I don't know who that is. A rapper. That's uh, a guy, big guy. He's coming to Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, really? Schoolboy Q or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's coming to Liberty Hall. So if he's coming to Lawrence, he must be legit. Big time. Um, and then to cap it all off. Christopher, Christopher, yeah, uh, oh. <laughs> uh, Lloyd, Christopher, Christopher Lloyd, Lloyd. <laughs> Christopher, uh, sorry, Chris, Christopher, 
Yeah. <laughs> we love your stuff. We just forgot your name. I, I just want to call him Doc. Yeah, Doc. Doc Brown. Doc Brown. Doc Brown. Shows up. So this is old news now by the time you're listening to this. Yeah. But Doc Brown good. shows up. Yeah. And says, oh, by the way, I got a hoverboard. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. So the, the video, you've all seen it by now. Everyone's seen this. It's mm-hmm. uh, Doc Brown shows up, and, and there's like this kind of uh, startup teamy type of vibe, yeah. you know, which I find personally funny because, yeah. you know, we know all about the startup yeah. culture thing and everything like oh, that. Do we? And so, uh, but there's this like startup team and they've created the hoverboard and Christopher Lloyd shows up and he's like, oh, finally, it's, uh, they created the hoverboard, yeah. you know, or whatever. And, uh, you know, then they show like Tony Hawk, like doing, uh, 360s. Yeah. Like, I have no oh, idea what the terms are. Oh, I'm surprised. This is, this is very intuitive to be on, you know, it's, yeah. But the internet, yeah. the internet won. Yeah. People got angry about this. Yes. People got super angry. And I was angry. Yeah. Because it opened a rift, Glenn. <laughs> it, it hit, like, right in my heart. Because I remember when I was a kid. Yeah. Okay? Well, well, well hang on, Brian. We should we should say that, of course, this would turn out to be yes. false. This, the technology. You didn't know. There, there's a bunch of articles that came out that said. Spoiler alert. Yeah. This, <laughs> this actually isn't real. No, the hoverboard doesn't exist yet. Not uh, yet. Yes. And there's still hope. They're claiming there's hope. hope. Yeah. There's a couple articles where they broke down like part by part why it could never. Oh. You know the scientific blah blah blah. And Science is malleable, but, man. But there was also in one of the articles they showed a still where you could actually see the harness. Uh-huh. Um, one of the actors is there, and the it does look very harnessy when you watch it. The, yeah. yeah the, the shadow from a crane. Anyway, so it turns out it was a fake. <sighs> yeah. Okay. So, but what this immediately took it, it like shot me right back to my childhood. Yep. Because when I was a child. Mm-hmm. There was a little man named Robert Zemeckis. Simpler times they were. Simpler times. Agreed. <laughs> because I believed if I saw somebody on television and they told me something, that they were telling me the truth. Right. And especially an upstanding person like Robert Zemeckis, right. who created one of my favorite movies of all time, Back to the Future. Ninja Tur- Oh. Oh. Back to the Future. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Robert. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, um... Yeah. So, credibility increased with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, okay. Point taken. But I remember seeing him on a television special... Back in the day, mm-hmm. where he claimed he straight up bold faced lied that hoverboards existed, but they were too dangerous for the public, so they couldn't release them. Yep. The hoverboard is a board that hovers on magnetic energy, and it works just like a skateboard, except it doesn't have any wheels, and you don't have to have any pavement to hover on. And they've been around for years, just that parents' groups have not let the toy manufacturers make them, and we got our hands on them, and we put them in the movie. And for years, as a kid, I was like, you know, when are they going to release hoverboard? I get to be like 17 years old. Right. And I was like, when are they? I was at a party. And I was I like... I was going to buy a car. I was like, yeah, <laughs> when are they going to come out with hoverboards? And then everybody laughed at me because I was... I was Rift opened again. Exactly. So that just, I mean, it just rocketed me back there to yeah. my youth and that total... So this is like the third time you had to deal with this issue, the hoverboard. <sighs> yeah. That party when mm-hmm. you were... A, Ten. Yeah, it's just like a, then, it's like a history of horrible memories. Well, to to flash forward to today, uh, you know, obviously, Funnier Die came out with this video with Christopher. Gosh, I keep wanting to say Walken, Christopher Lloyd, uh, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> explaining. You know, this is a fake, and we're trying to get people to 
Yeah. But in a roundabout way, in a mm-hmm. funny way, you know, sign up on their Facebook page for blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or Twitter. I can't remember. The be- okay, so I just step back for a second. The best thing, before before the Christopher Lloyd came out and did this video, which we'll talk about in a second. Yep, okay. The best, the best thing I saw all day about this was on the Facebook post, this, this fake company, uh, Hoover, Hoover Lord, um, had, a, has a, had a Facebook page, and they, they had a post about how, we're, this is dead serious, this yeah. is super serious, this is really going to happen, this is real technology, everybody must believe us, you know? Yeah. And the first comment on the Facebook post was a picture of Liam Neeson, and the, <laughs> the caption yeah. said, you, <laughs> the caption said, if you are lying about the hoverboard, I will find you. And I will kill you. <laughs> Which I is like perfect. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my daughter go now, that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Uh, exactly how everybody, you know, <laughs> that's exactly how I felt. And, and, lying. and we know who the lead actor is on this. Yes. Ben, Brian, somebody. Yes. Yes, the lead actor. So Liam Neeson's after you, buddy. Yeah, exactly. You better watch out. Have you seen Taken? He's going to come and get you. Oh, yeah, and there's Taken 2. Yeah. So. And I think Taken 5 is in the works now. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, anyway, subsequently, they realized there was a lot of. There's a lot of passionate responses to this. Yes. Which is, I'm sure, what they were going for. But they quickly released a video uh, retracting their statement that it was right. true. They had Christopher Lloyd appear. And it was a very smart kind of spin on the whole thing because they weren't saying they were saying the technology no it doesn't exist yet we're very sorry um, but maybe this will inspire somebody to really create this technology yeah it was a nice try yeah but so this brings us up to the debate right Brian we've, yeah. we've, we've got everyone up to speed here yeah and the the, 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 the hot button issue yeah is is it is it not moral is it unethical to lie, well, this kind of <laughs> is it unethical to lie if it's done in a joking, lighthearted yeah, it's, manner? It's supposed to be funny, yeah. In order to promote something, there's a lot of there's a lot of um, moving parts to that statement. But there is, you know, what this is. This reminds me a lot of um, when the Segway came out. I mean, that was oh the, the the motorized vehicle. Yeah, okay. Because that was very similar, and it, it's almost like an homage. Like this whole thing is like almost an homage to Robert Zemeckis and the Segway thing. Because <laughs> do you do you remember I, the Segway? No, thing? I don't. This is gonna oh, be good. Okay, so when Segway came out, some of, some of the people out there are probably gonna realize this. If there's anybody that actually listens to this, I yeah. doubt it. But um, so Segway, when Segway came out, um, there was this huge like PR thing that happened, and it. it like, people started kind of... I don't know how... Like, so the guys that created the Segway, he's created all kinds of incredible stuff. Like, really, really great stuff. Like, even, like, down to, like, water filters that people in Africa use to filterize their water and stuff like that. Wow. Uh, so he, he's a really... And, he, like, uh, wheelchairs that can climb stairs. Um, so a really, you know, forward-thinking guy. Um, what had happened was 
uh, I think he had taken a segue to a meeting with, um, I want to say it was Bezos and a couple <laughs> other guys. Of course. You know, like some tech, big, you know, big tech minds or whatever. And it got out that he had like met with these people and he had this invention that he had covered up and that the people that were in the room like freaked out about it and thought it was awesome, you know? Um, okay. And so it built this crazy PR storm where huh. people were thinking that he had built not like a hoverboard, but like something like that. They knew it was a transportation system. Um, <laughs> and so it just like the, the theories just got ridiculous. It was like, no, he, he built a transporter, you know, that would like molecularly like transport somebody someplace, you know. Um, and so finally he like come out and they hadn't released this at all yet, but he was like, you guys got it. This is not that big of a deal. It's a transportation system, but it's not because it it got kind of scary like out of proportion about what was going on so i think that this is one of the like one of their ideas was to try to you know kind of kind of build that enthusiasm and then yield that and or wield that in some hmm. way so but i, I don't know do you, what, what what do we think here i mean i i uh well, I can tell you what I think. I would love to hear what I you think, Brian. I think that it's complete BS. I, I think you can't yeah. toy with people's emotions like that. Um, both, okay. like, like, both my personal experience as a child yep. and, you know, somebody yep. did that to me. Yeah. A trusted public figure lied to me. Uh, and I'll never forget you for that, Robert. If I ever meet you, we're going to have words <laughs> about that. Hey, Robert. That's right. I'm going to track you down. It's funny because, speaking of I don't mean to butt in here, but yeah. I will. Um, <laughs> but, but... Uh, one of the one of the, actually a few of the articles were hinting at the fact that Robert Zemeckis actually you know he did this oh, before yeah so maybe and there's a DeLorean in this particular uh, yeah. video so maybe oh one. Back to the Future four because there's been uh, rumors yeah, yeah, yeah. about Back to the Future four yeah. for a long time now yeah which Robert Zemeckis probably started himself that fat slapper right but exactly anyway a liar um sorry so yes you so I was gonna say I both comically and seriously. Hmm. disagree with it. I don't think you should do that. I don't think you should mislead people like that. It's it's funny. I, I get the fact that they did it and they reverse course quickly. I mean once they once it kinda like right. got the notice they wanted to, they it's not like they let this go on for days. Right, right, they right, just, right. They quickly kinda yeah. push it, you know, push yeah. their stuff out. So I, I get that's that's amicable of them, but mm-hmm. how do you feel, Glenn? Well, how, how are you feeling about I think this? it depends I think it I think it I think you're right. I think um what you do in that scenario is that you know you you have had an axe to grind with Robert Zemeckis. That's true. For I do have for a long, long decades now. Yeah. I've got a vendetta against right. That. Uh, which so. you know, if you think about it, is not a very smart way to. It may have worked like it's it's what it is. It's like it's like eating candy, right? It's initial short term buzz, mm-hmm. but it fizzles, right? It's yeah. you, you're you're kind of eroding trust when you do it every time, right? So nobody's gonna believe you, yeah. Um, and this is, you know, funny and haha. You know, nobody really cares, but uh, apparently people do. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people do. Um, so I don't know. I know I can say. Actually, we've never talked about this before, but we would never do something like that because yeah. it just doesn't fit with the nature of our site. But also, it's. I really do feel like in our day and age, you have to really get trust from people and like yeah wow this is turning really serious Brian but it is but no, but no, no I really no, do feel, you know what I mean like deep down yeah. I feel like people on a level they, they don't like to be bamboozled right I would never intentionally like personally any company that I'm involved with I would never personally bamboozle somebody into 
you know, right. just for a PR stunt. Even for fun. Trick them. Even for about fun. About something. Right. That's not... Right. I, I don't think that's cool. Maybe so. we're old and cranky. I guess. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, Christopher Lloyd... I just believe... We're younger than Christopher Lloyd. I just believe in simpler times, Glenn. <laughs> Back when people told the truth to each other. You know, I'm starting to. Especially about hoverboards. Yep. You think they had hoverboards in the 1840s? Maybe. I think they had brooms. <laughs> uh, what else did they have? Sticks? Did they have brooms? They might have. It, it was handmade. Like some <laughs> grass from the lawn tied in. That's true. And that they was like a big invention of the day. No lawnmowers. Bezos was like, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> you guys live in an Amazon. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Mayor Goldie Wilson. <laughs> Sound of that. Um, so, yeah, I... I Mm. I you know but I okay here, here's the thing about that is that I I would never personally do that but it's funny or die yeah and it's that's what they do that's what they do and I'm not gonna sit back here and say all judgmental on them like yeah. that's not right I just right. say personally I would never do it yep I think if any other company I think if you were doing that to to promote a movie or I would, know or, I would say it's pretty brilliant yeah yeah it was awesome I I, I think they should have held that in their back pocket for a while to like, yeah. do something really cool. Because when it, I mean, I don't even know what they were promoting. Were they even promoting anything or just the, their their site? They're trying to get more. Yeah, they're just trying to more get more like it's. It was awesome. It was yeah. well done. It was a good Very prank. Well done. This was a prank. Yeah, right. This really wasn't is. like. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. don't know. Like I, when I, we were talking about this earlier, Clover the Cloverfield example came to mind. Yep. Where like um, a few years back, maybe Clover Cloverfield came out, and I've never actually seen it, but I know that. J.J. Abrams, he's big on the whole secrecy thing, and so like all his movies are, you know, the the what if factor, and so mm-hmm. um, so I think with that that movie when it came out, like beforehand they had built this network of sites that like linked to each other about this conspiracy, so they yeah. had this huge fake. No, I do remember that web yeah. conspiracy that turned out to be nothing. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I guess that's and not the kinda, same either. Yeah, but. Maybe it's, maybe I'm trying to overanalyze this, but you know, the interesting parallel was like when, when you look at that that company site, um, it yeah. look, it's very much like <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a Google. It's like they took a Google site <laughs> and they, um, they did, so it's very. I mean, as a web developer, it's pretty humorous. Like, yeah, yeah, because you can tell it's mm-hmm. you know, it just looks like a parody of a of a startups you know site. You know, the thing is, is that I think the thing that hurt the most. Is that I was like, I believed it. And I yeah. tell you why. They had Christopher Walken walk out of a DeLorean. Like, Christopher Walken or Christopher Lloyd? Christopher, if Christopher Walken was involved, <laughs> I would have totally believed oh, yeah. it. By the yeah. way, if he ever runs for president like the rumors were talking about, I'm, I don't care what party. Yeah. Christopher Whatever. Walken. How do we include Christopher, Christopher Walken? Walken was involved with this. Yeah. It's an, it would exist. <laughs> He'd be like, I don't care if it doesn't exist. Yeah. We developed the hoverboard. <laughs> It better exist <laughs> <Yeah>. now. <laughs> You're talking to my guy all wrong. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so yeah, that's who we need to get involved with this project for real hoverboards. Walk- Christopher Walken. Yeah, he could get it done. Or gentleman. Or gentleman. Or Kickstarter. Anybody knows Chris- Christopher Walken? Put him in touch with us. We'll start a Kickstarter hoverboard. We'll He'll do, do it. anything. Yeah. All yeah. right. Solved. Problem solved. Uh-huh. Hoverboard solved. Mm-hmm. Okay, my Which, childhood dream would come true. See, this is this is the real like big overarching warm and fuzzy theme of gentlemen is mm-hmm. solving these problems, yeah. right? Yeah, making the world a better place. <sighs> I feel like we're doing that tonight, Brad. <sighs> Me too. All right. Maybe it's just a simpler times. I don't know. <laughs> it's perspective, I guess. It is. Okay, so moving on. Yep. Our final segment 
is questions from the gentleman mailbag. And this is the segment where we answer your questions that are sent in by the public at large. Yep. And we answer them as honestly as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. Brian, would we be deceiving people if uh <laughs> <laughs> No, these are these are really these are Hold on, let me get the mailbag right now. <clears throat> the mailbag, right. Uh yeah, uh, okay, uh, answer, right. Uh, those are beer cans. Uh, uh, no, Glenn is correct. Um we, we we actually these these we don't we haven't released the podcast yet. No. But but when we do, we will yep. actually have real questions, but until then we have to make them up ourselves. That's right. This is a this this is embarrassing to, to It's not embarrassing, Brian. I, you know. Look, it's just they're getting a peek behind the kimono, right? Uh, that's they're true. seeing under they're the seeing kimono. Under. Maybe. Yeah. Behind the, the kimono, kimono. Kimono dragon. Kimono. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you want to look under the kimono. Run. Uh, either way. Fast. Yeah. Uh, peek under the kimono. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I was getting the terms confused, though I don't think there is a so. term for kimono. Um, yeah. Yes, under the kimono. Right. Behind the curtain, as it were. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. That for a Wizard, Wizard of Oz reference there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's right. really just one guy. Yeah. Um, two. Mm. Us. Mm. Um, but, you know. Right. Anyway, so. We're, we're just answering these questions to entertain you. Yes. That's what we're trying to do. Yeah. So, just, it's it's an entertainment thing. Yep. Yep. So, it's kind of like Johnny Carson. Yeah. He pulled the letter to Right. Exactly. Turban. You know. Okay. So, uh, anyway. Right. Um, moving on. So, mm-hmm. first question, Glenn. Um if you could pick up and instantly be able to play any instrument, what would it be? You know, I've always... I've been okay picking up, like... Oh, I shouldn't say okay. You know, like, if you can play guitar... I play guitar, so if mm-hmm. you play guitar, you can pretty much play bass. Yep. Um, I played I played trumpet. I played, you know... You know... Trumpet? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, first oh, man. chair, man. Oh, wow. I mean... If you ever need a trumpet player... you haven't told me about that before. Well, you know, I'm pretty modest. I was really great, no kidding. though. Yeah, uh, I could. Imagine. <laughs> I was a saxophone guy myself. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I wasn't first chair though. Oh, well, sure. I was at a smaller school, mm. so yeah, maybe, maybe. Well, this anyway. was a small Catholic school. There was only, there's actually only two saxophone players, oh. and uh, oh. yeah, I never unseated the the first chair. I was always second. Chair. Maybe he was just really good. Well, maybe. okay, okay. Well, anyway, moving on. Right. Uh, I like the, to think he was, but. Oh, okay. okay, so All right. anyway, we're getting back to my childhood. I don't want to talk about it. Oh yeah, man, this is a lot of I know. a lot of I'm moons. Really upset. Okay. Um. So yeah. So anyway, but the one thing I could never, I could never do is the drums. Oh yeah. I've always wanted to be able to play yeah. the drums, and every time I'm like, this can't be that hard, and I sit down, and I sound like a buffoon. Yeah. Like a toddler. Oh man, we're in the same. Same like boat there. Getting both hands to do something and then adding a leg is just... It's and a, then adding two legs? It's amazing how you watch somebody play drums and you think, oh, this is easy. Yeah. I mean, they're not playing a bunch of strings or anything. It's just, yeah. you know, yeah, whatever. Exactly. But then when you sit behind the drum kit and you try to play, it's embar- It's terrible. Oh, it's, man. I mean, I've... Yeah. I, I can't... I've never been able to do that. So, and, and drums are such a cool instrument, too. I yeah. Mean, yeah. So, they're vital and... Chicks dig drummers. Oh yeah, yeah, right, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I saw I started playing guitar because I thought chicks dig right. guitar players, but the girls always ended up with the drummers. Exactly. They never tell you that when yep. you're starting to play guitar. I spent like 15 years doing that. You want to play the keyboard? You might as well be backstage. Exactly. Yeah. Right. At least I got the drummer leftovers. That's right. <laughs> the girls that didn't want to. The girls that got shunned from the drummer talked to me. So exactly. That, so that worked out for me. Some. You can't play a ballad on the drums though. Well, that depends I mean, on who you. Well, it's true. That depends on what drummer it is. 
Uh, okay, what about you? What about you? What if you could play? If you could pick up any instrument, what would it be? See, mine is yeah. Like, mine is. I was thinking about this. This took me a second because there's a lot of different things you could do. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I thought about like crazy. This one is kind of crazy, actually. But the, the, the instrument that I keep going back to that I've always wanted to learn how to play that I don't know how to play is a steel pedal steel guitar. Oh yeah! Um, I absolutely love the sound of pedal steel guitar on a record. I think it's it just it hits. I don't know. It just hits something for me. Um, maybe that's me growing up in Kansas, and yeah. you know, I was gonna ask you, big country fan? Or? Well, you know, I like the classic country stuff. Okay, you know, I'm, I'm, I like that stuff. Yeah, like I, Williams Senior. Yeah, I could do that. Okay, um, okay. You know, stuff like uh, I guess it's not. It's kind of more. You know, I don't know if it's really classic country. I like it's stuff like Towns Van Zandt and stuff like. Oh that, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's just got some interesting vibe to it. But um, but I mean, yeah, steel guitar is a classic instrument. Um, and I actually, I went to um the country music hall of fame mm-hmm. about six months ago in tennessee and they've got you know legendary pedal steels and i didn't realize that i think it was bigsby like the guy behind the bigsby tremolo system oh, okay yeah 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 and then like in the 50s and they it was specifically to emulate hawaiian guitar sounds but it was okay. a completely new instrument um totally innovative i mean it had you know 10 strings and you know three different necks and you know yeah. pedals and knee pedals. levers and stuff like that so it's yeah. a crazy like it's super complicated. Yeah, super complicated. So I guess that's the point. Is like if I could pick up anything and just sit down and be able to play it, like a pedal steel would be top of my list for sure. Interesting. Um, but I'm still I I'm gonna learn how to play one. It's just that yeah. I'm trying to find one to buy and I can't. They're, they're hard to come by because no one really plays them. And they're expensive. Um, and they're expensive. Um, and you know, being in Lawrence, Kansas, you don't come across a lot of a lot of stores that have them around. Yeah. So and you want to have a, a pretty decent instrument. Like you don't want some. You know, janky knee lever thing going on there. <laughs> so. Yeah, you don't have to replace something you know nothing yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Well, back to being a Renaissance man. You could, you gotta, you could figure it out. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So pedal steel for me. That's that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. Um, the other the other side of that is that you know supposedly if you're a really good pedal steel player, you never have to worry about having a job because yeah. everybody like touring bands they always are looking for a really good pedal steel player. <laughs> so makes sense. There's always that. As a backup. There you go. If Gentleman Ever Folds. Kid Rock needs a pedal steel player. That's right. I'll be up to the task. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, another t- topical Timely. Question. Timely question. Um, March Madness is right around the corner. It's March now. It's going to be Madness in a week or so. Um, what is a tradition? <clears throat> What's your favorite March Madness tradition that you do? Because um, I know that you're a big KU fan. Yes. Um, I've heard that they have a pretty decent basketball program that sometimes they make the tournament. Sometimes. So, um, well, yeah, I think I think you're going to know. You, you already know what I think this is. But, okay. I mean, no, uh, that came out wrong. You you already know. <laughs> I think I think you already know. Uh, you're going to edit this. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Oh, um, so my favorite, my favorite tradition is the first four days are... The happiest days of my year. Okay, yeah. Those, you're, you're those four. I, I watch a basket. I eat basketball for breakfast. Mm-hmm. That's not true. I it's because it's eleven o'clock, so it'd be brunch. Right. It's about when it starts. Right. Um, so typically, what uh, uh, my old roommate and I started a, seven years ago or something like that. Maybe no, it's been it's been longer. Um, anyway, we go to a local establishment that. Brian and I actually love called Henry T's. Yeah, Henry uh, T's. Best wings this side of the Mississippi. 
In the world, maybe. Maybe, maybe the world. I, I'm being. I'm trying to be modest for them when I say uh, maybe. We know for a fact that they oh are the best gosh. wings in the world. Um, so they're unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so if you ever want a wing mecca, yeah, uh, then Lawrence, Kansas, Henry T's, go there. Yeah. Um, so the, and if you ever want to watch March Madness, mm-hmm. there's usually we usually uh, like the only people in the st- well, yeah, <laughs> the restaurant show up at like when it opens at eleven exactly, and we stay there all day watching March all Madness. literally all day, and then they have a they have a porch because in in Kansas. Especially, well, I don't know if this is just a Lawrence thing or Kansas thing, but they have laws for smoking inside, so you can't you can't actually smoke inside. We're not talking about cigarettes. No, no. Yeah. Wait, wait. We are. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't smoke. Okay, that that law too. You can't yeah. smoke marijuana. Well, no one can smoke. <clears throat> right? No. Wait. What? Well, I don't know where we're going with this. I, I say you can't smoke anything inside. Anywhere. You can't smoke, right? Anywhere. Period. I don't think anywhere in the world. I don't even think the e-cigarette. Wait, anywhere in the world? I don't know. Maybe in the south. Okay. I don't know. Oh, you're saying there's, that are still available for? Yeah, no one. You can't smoke in the side anywhere, anywhere. See, if it was 1840, exactly, we'd have a corn cob pipe, right? And uh, we'd be screaming into the Victrola player. <laughs> we'd be more cranky. All right. Yeah. Um, anyway, so we go. We go to this restaurant. <laughs> And we watch basketball all day long until they kick us out. But in the meantime, they also have a uh, a, uh, a, a patio, an outside, yeah, right? But it's area. covered, and so in March you never know kind of what the weather's going to do. Mm-hmm. So we bring cigars, yes, and smoke at least one cigar and yep. watch basketball games out there. Yep, they have TVs outside, and so it's good. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're in the Lawrence area yep. for March Madness, yep, uh, come to Henry T's Bar and Grill mm-hmm. in Lawrence, Kansas. Mm-hmm. And you will see Glenn and I there. Yep. And a couple other people. Yep. Uh, and we'd be glad to buy you a beer. Yep. Unless one of our teams are playing, and then we won't talk to you. Exactly. Don't bother us. Do not talk to us. <laughs> but after the game, um, we'll buy you a beer. Yeah. Or you may need to buy us a beer, depending on the outcome of the game. Yeah. But I definitely had that feeling last year. I remember. Yeah. That was a sad day. Whew. This whole episode is about bringing up sad feelings for me. I feel great. It's very... <laughs> It's very therapeutic, I guess. Getting all my kind of pent up, yeah, anger out. Just let it go into the mic. Yeah. Okay. Out the bad, in with the good. Well, I mean, you pretty much answered that for me. You know? Yeah. Because I, I'm a, I'm a fan of a team called Kansas State mm-hmm. University, mm-hmm. KSU. Yes. Um, and you know, I don't know if it was. I think it was a conspiracy for about I don't know eight years or something like that where. Mm. Somebody had something to get Kansas State, mm. and they did not get into the NCAA basketball tournament. Wow, I, I was surprised too. And when you, I mean, put two and two together, I think somebody had uh, some kind of problem with Kansas State University, and so they weren't in the NCAA basketball tournament for about eight years. So you're saying somebody on the committee had yes. an axe to grind? I, hey, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to put us in any kind of liable situation or anything like that. But and I don't want to name names. Okay. But I think that there is some kind of conspiracy going on. Wow. Um, because is... I, you know, uh, when K State was in the tournament for like forty years, and then all of a sudden they weren't there for eight years, you gotta gotta wonder, you know, what's going on there. Wow. Clearly, they're a good enough basketball team to be in there. I, I mean, mean what, 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 well, give me an example sure, of the resume. Surely, like... only they they might have only won, you know, six or seven games that oh, year. Oh, wow. You know, or something like that. But you I'm know, sure they were like they were, the good, schedule, they were good. Yeah, they were good, good teams. You know, and yeah. they lost to teams like KU. Sure, they lost to teams like Most Mizzou. They lost to teams like you know, I don't know, 
Tucker, so, Tucker State. Hi, the, the, you know, hi, hi RPI teams. So I don't know. I don't yeah, know what's going no, on. No, 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 no. Not to. I just, I just want to get that. I just want to okay. get that out to the people because you know that's an important thing. But anyway, the point is, so I don't have any real. I mean, when I when I should have been establishing traditions, mm. this uh, horrible um, overseeing body that decides who and who doesn't get into the tournament was obviously, um, you know, keeping us down. So. Uh, I don't have those traditions to fall back on, and so I adopted yours, which is to attend Henry T's and um, for the for for the opening rounds of the tournament. If, if all else fails, you have wings. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Man. Yeah. But I, I should say, at a happy ending of the story. Yes. A guy named Bob Huggins came to Kansas State University okay. in 2006. Yep. And um, restored uh, the grandeur. Restored the grandeur. Talked to the people at the tournament, and they was like, "No more of this." <laughs> Folks, I'm Bob Huggins. This is over. Uh, and then subsequently Frank Martin, and now we got Bruce Weber. Right, Bruce get ball. The Come Bruce on. is loose. The Bruce is loose, and he's going crazy. Yep. So, and it's another tournament year for you guys. It you is. guys, unless the sky falls. No, 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 no. We're lock. Ask, ask ESPN. Okay, okay. Joey, Joey Brackett says you're yeah, lock. Yeah, we're okay. lock. We're lock right. for that tourney. So we'll be there. We'll be there. The Big 12 is going to have some a lot of teams. A lot of teams. A lot of teams this year. I'm saying almost maybe seven. It'll be a good first couple days there. Yeah. This is West Virginia going to get to, like, did you know if they're going to make it in? Is this going to make it to the podcast? <laughs> maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe the abridged version. Uh, they were saying they have to basically win out. Okay. Yeah. Which could happen. be interesting if they were going to play in or something like that. Yeah. Weird. Huh. But okay, so uh, come see us at Henry T's. Yep, uh, a week from next Thursday. A week from next. Thursday. So yeah, so not no, uh, not this next week, but the week after that. Yes, the week after. The so 20th, the week that the week that you're listening to this podcast, go to Lawrence, Kansas, and go <laughs> go to Henry T's and have, and you know we'll, we'll partake of the madness. Yeah, we'll have some beers. Uh huh. Come talk to us. Mm-hmm. We don't have any friends. Nope. Um, Okay, finally. Um, Glenn, what is the scariest situation you've ever been in in your entire life? Man, okay. So, I, 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 I was thinking about this. I've been in a lot of like... There's never been... I've been in some scrapes, but there have never been, there's never one like, like I may die. Here. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, that pretty much typically defines a like, yeah, scary yeah, yeah. situation. Yeah. Well, actually, no. I did get... I did get hit pretty hard on the road. That's right, your car accident. Yeah, I about that. My yeah, but um, it never. That it, would be pretty scary. Yeah, but it. But I didn't see it. Right, I just, heard it, just, it just happened. Yeah. So, I think. But I was. But I think the thing I came to was actually uh, there's two <laughs> separate instances where um, both both times my daughters were born. Mm. Both of them, which uh, both of them were, I don't actually know the technical term, but face up. Oh, sunny side yeah. up, right? And uh, it's over easy, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so no, over easy would have been the other way. It would have just yeah. came out, right? Yeah. Um, so sunny side up, and they're uh, you know that's not the ideal way to yeah. And so you know like the the things are beeping and like yeah. the the, oh, the doctor's like you know the heart. We may have to go to surgery here. Ugh. Things don't ride around. That's that whole like yeah whole feeling where you just you're you're completely helpless. Yeah, and totally. Oh, no more. Yeah, but anyway, so those are probably the scariest moments. Yeah, definitely, man. 
I think it's probably almost worse too when it's not you. Like yeah. it's your daughter or something. Like yeah. and you can't do anything about it. It's like, well if I die, I die. Yeah. You know? And you you know, I yeah. think as a person you can kinda of come to terms with that. Yeah. Like when it's your kids who aren't yeah. even born yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough, man. Whew. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for that, Brian. <laughs> Good question. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this follows the theme of like the worst. You know, Ther- it's very. This is Brian's, you know, therapy episode. Apparently. Um, so if I had, so I had, you know, I thought about this for a second. And my my, we're talking about the scariest situation I've ever been. So I've been in some bad situations, but the scariest one that I've ever been in was. I was driving down to Winfield, Kansas, to go to a bluegrass festival uh-huh. <laughs> about three years ago, and um, the Walnut Valley Festival. And uh, best in the nation, best best bluegrass uh, in the in the world. Some people say yes. Um, so, but I was heading down there as I normally do, as I do every year. If you see me down there, um, come talk to me. I'll give you a beer. Um, so uh, here, take mine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but but I was driving down there, and I got about um, and I don't know. I want to say probably about thirty minutes outside of Winfield. Um, and I was being stupid. I, I was driving down there, and there was a rainstorm, and it was really heavy rain, mm-hmm. like scary heavy rain. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't pull over and just wait it out. Like, I just kept thinking, you know, oh, I can just keep going. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. And I just kind of left it, and I just kept going and going, and it was really dangerous. Um, and then I got to a point where um, it kind of, like, stopped raining. <laughs> and uh, the sky was, like, blood red. And I remember I, I just kind of like looked up and the the uh, circular motion of a tornado was basically like right over top of me. Um, and you saw a cow? Yeah, basically. And <laughs> no, I did. Like I, the, like then like a huge wind kind of started blowing and things like like street signs and tree, like tree limbs, like big tree limbs were like coming across the road and stuff. Um, it was extreme. Like. I've never been more terrified of anything in my life as I was when I was like, and again, they tell you like, you should immediately pull over and get in a ditch because like the debris is what's going to, you know, basically get you, you know? Yeah. Um, but I was just so terrified that I just kept driving. Uh, So I was, and I was literally like, I had to like wrench my arms against the steering wheel because the, the wind was pushing me so far. Really? And so I was like, you know, driving like this into the wind, you know, going 45, 50 miles an hour or whatever, trying to get out of there. Um, and that was that was definitely the most frightened um, I've ever been. I remember <clears throat> I got to the point where I knew that I kind of cleared it. And then I just hit, I just gassed it all the way, like put my pedal down <laughs> and just drove for like 20 minutes just to get the hell out of there because um, I was so freaked out. Um, but I, I learned my lesson. If you're ever out there and you're in that situation, listen to me. Trust me. It was very dangerous. Pull over and just wait for 30 minutes and let it pass because, I yeah. mean, it could have been it could have been much worse. Well, you're lucky that like nothing was in the road. Yeah, or there was, car wasn't stopped. Front seriously, of you or... yeah, there, somebody could have just stopped their car and gotten out. I mean, yeah. there's all kinds of things that could yeah. happen. But I was just so freaked out. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I, you know, hopefully next time I'll know that. You know, what I, I remember seeing you like the next day, and you were just like haggard. It was terrible. <laughs> it was so terrible. I was never more terrified of anything in my life. And it gave me a very good respect for Mother Nature and yes. weather and not to mess with it. No. Like, yeah, learned my lesson. 
That's the one thing where where we grew up. That's a, yeah. that's the one nice thing is that we have. I mean, tornadoes are nuts. Like they'll they'll pop up out of anywhere, and yeah, they're very scary. You know, like they can do a lot of they can do a lot of devastating things. But also, like I don't know, did, when you were, like, did your dad uh, was he big into like tornado watching or anything like that? Like he was always one of those guys that you know, my mom would be like. Get in the basement, and my dad would be like, "Oh, it's fine." You know, like he was always one of those guys. So. <laughs> it's like my dad. My dad yeah. was always like trying to film them. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then I married into a family of like actual storm chasers, right? So, you know, yeah. I should say actual a- amateur, amateur. Yeah, but yeah. Does Steve agree with that? Well, know. he's been in some courses. Okay, he's been some. My father in law. He yeah. He might be listening. I've heard that he's yeah. He's on the fringes. <laughs> he and his brother. No, that. So yeah, he's like the extreme. Yeah, he. he. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, on that note. On that note. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was just trying to picture Steve as you know uh, Bill Paxton. And, <laughs> Take that! Yeah. Well, what does he say? Uh, Tossing the yeah. bottle of whiskey in the tornado. Here, drink. Have a drink. This. Have a drink. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know. Oh, Philip. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. yeah, we should have. Yeah. Oh well. Okay. Well, next time. Next time we go. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. Right. And so, uh, and so, the gentleman podcast comes to an end this week. Um, we went through a lot of issues. I covered some, a lot of personal ground. Yep. You know, you made um, some progress. Though. I made some progress this week. Hopefully, I'll make more progress next week. Yep. Well, that's um, what we're here for, bro. <laughs> That's what you, a community. You, me, <laughs> and whoever else is out there—probably one or two other people. Look, we can only see this side of the microphone. That's right. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. You know. Yeah, could be. Could be everyone. Everyone could know my my inner yep. my inner problems now. But I'm okay with that. Yep, I stand by it. Look, I'd rather do this than some you know canned like podcast where everything's all clean and yeah, you know, edited. This is gritty. Like, this is real. Welcome to Brian and Glenn's Super Clean Witty Podcast. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely no wit in this podcast. Yeah. No, we left that part out. Yeah, but we kept the simpler times. Exactly. We did. Okay. Well, um, and that was the gentleman podcast that was. Uh, thanks for listening if you're out there. Yes. For Glenn Stansberry, I am Brian McKinney. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. Cue music. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hope you're recording. Oh, uh, uh, what?